Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Wednesday, January 5th. For many Canadians, almost two years under the pandemic cloud has hit their income hard. But while millions have relied on government support to make ends meet, those leading some of the biggest firms in the country have posted their best year for compensation ever and worsened income inequality. According to an analysis by David MacDonald, a senior economist with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives National Office, the top 100 earning chief executives of the S&P TSX Composite listed companies now get paid 191 times that of the average worker. In 2020, while the economy and public health suffered, these high-earning business leaders pocketed an average $10.9 million more than in the previous year. If these figures remained the same, these CEOs would have earned the average worker's income by yesterday lunchtime. McDonald explained that 82% of total compensation for top CEOs is made up of variable compensation such as cash bonuses and stock options. Meanwhile, with stock markets booming and asset valuations soaring, 2021 was a great year to be a multi-billionaire. The world's 500 richest people added $1 trillion US dollars to their collective fortune last year, and for the first time, 10 wealthy individuals saw their net worth exceed $100 billion. Analysis of the Bloomberg Billionaires Index reveals that Elon Musk added $118 billion to his wealth in 2021, taking him to $273.5 billion. This was pushed to more than $300 billion Monday as Tesla's latest financial results elevated its valuation to $1 trillion again. Musk's fortune gained almost $34 billion yesterday, one of the largest ever one-day gains. Looking at the latest Bloomberg Billionaires Index published January 5th, there are 14 Canadians included in the top 500. Sherry Brideson, who leads the investment firm Woodbridge, which controls Thomson Reuters, is ranked 145th globally with a 14.4 billion US dollar fortune. Two years of lockdowns to help flatten the curve is more than small businesses can still take. And for industries that have already been reeling from the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, new restrictions are in no way the best way to start the new year. That's according to the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, Canada's largest association of small and medium-sized businesses, which issued a statement denouncing the latest round of business restrictions announced in Ontario. In Toronto, gyms have been closed for 395 days since the pandemic began, while indoor dining has lost 400 108 days to closure. With only 35% at normal revenues, recovery has yet to start for most of Ontario's small business firms. On average, a small business in the province is neck deep in an alarming $190,000 of COVID-19 debt and 18.5% are on the verge of declaring bankruptcy. Repeating previous calls, CFIB called on the government to provide additional urgent provincial grant support directed towards assisting businesses affected by COVID-19-related restrictions and providing them with a way to reopen. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters. Plus, portfolio manager Josh Brown is cautiously optimistic about finding good returns this year while protecting against headwinds. The chief product officer at Broadbridge speaks out on personalisation, collaboration and other waves set to shape the industry. And 28% of Canadian investors say charitable giving is important, but only 13% are ready for it. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.